Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to black, indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a very special episode of Witchy Wellness Radio, and this is a show where you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way, they are leading the way, and today we get to talk with my witches, my coven, my beloved sacred sisters, Giggs and M. Hollis, and today we're talking all things sacred sexuality, sacred sisterhood, learning to balance and really step into your own feminine power, and we're all helping host an event April 4th through the 6th, the Sacred Sisterhood Retreat, which we'll talk way more about that, but my witches, ugh, welcome to the show! Yay! Thank you. Oh, you're thank so you, thank welcome. you. Thank now, you. this is the first time for Gigs to be on here, but M has been on here before, probably, I don't know, like it's a year, two years ago. ago. Two years wow. ago. Yeah, a lot has happened. <laughs> well, we'll link that in the show notes, but... This practice, breath work, and the doing the work has brought us together. And we had our journeys before we met each other a few years ago. And I wanted to kind of dive in. Um, Emma, if you want to jump in first, your own heroine's journey, very brief, because I know we love to talk. Um, you know, how did you get to do the work that you do today? Mm, very, I'll, I'll do the very like shortest <laughs> version possible. So... I love this saying when the student's ready, the teacher appears because that is so the epitome of my journey. Like every condition was set up for the teacher to appear for me. And it came in the form of a book. I was, you know, living a life that everyone said I I was supposed to be living. And yet I was incredibly unhappy. I was an addict. I knew it wasn't in alignment. The life that I was living, I knew was not the life I was supposed to be living. And it was creating so much pain and suffering and anxiety and stress and discomfort and everything else. And I I knew if I didn't change something, I would get sick. Like I just innately knew that if I try to keep this up, I'm going to get sick. And so that book was called You Are the Placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And that opened a whole rabbit hole for me of the world of spirituality of the power of our mind of thoughts creating reality of manifestation law of attraction like just the whole world and so i dove down the rabbit hole head first and started going to retreats and started my spiritual awakening what everyone says is a, is a spiritual awakening and did it on my own for the first couple of years and 
completely transformed my life and ended up meeting my partner. And then him and I and our our best friend decided we needed to help people do the thing that we were able to do, which is create the life that we love. And so we did coaching together for some years. And then just in the last year and a half, I've really focused on working with women as we'll dive deep into today, because that was my passion. I knew I knew it was a part of my healing too, like healing the feminine wound and, and tapping into that feminine energy. And it brought me to you two lovely beings. I think you and I first connected through the Dr. Joe community and Giggs and I had connected because she ended up doing a breathwork ceremony with me. She'd been on her own journey, which she'll share, but uh, she came into the the breathwork mini series and the rest is history. And here we are. <laughs> Thank you for the very abridged. Yeah. <laughs> very abridged. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Giggs, yeah. could you enlighten us on your own heroine's journey, please? Oh my God. I don't know where to start with it because mine, my first, my first dip of the toe in the spiritual awakening was when I was probably 19, 20, around that time when I was in uni and I started doing everything silver method, mind control related at the time. That's what started me. And then I used to have a lot of conversations with my friends at the time and it just got so much then that I didn't know what to do with it. Like it was very intense. So I dropped it at the time. I met a guy that I got married to and completely forgot about all that part of me and continued doing whatever a normal person would do. Get married, have children, buy a house, get a job, do all that shit. And then, oh, by the way, can I swear? <laughs> can I swear? Just came out. So um, I think about maybe seven years ago now, I started feeling like I was completely getting lost in the persona of being a mom, looking after my kids, looking after the husband. I really felt like my brain was dying because that's, that's what it felt like. I felt like I wasn't use, using my brain at all. I was just so focused on looking after everybody else and completely forgot about myself. And I remember one day I'm like, hmm, what did I used to do when I was in my 20s? And just started looking at the things that I used to watch. And one of them was, what the bleep do we know? And that's how I thought, okay, well, Joe Dispenza's in there. Let me see if he's got any books. So I bought one of his books, started reading it, and then done the meditations. And then it just started unraveling or getting bigger, like a snowball down a hill. I discovered this guy that I followed for a few years, like a spiritual guy. And then one day, one of my friends that I met through that dude told me about this breathwork ceremony that her friend was doing and just join it because you never know and I'm like okay I'm just gonna go and do it and I had a huge experience with it humongous and that's how I met Em to start with and then after that I thought okay what next and she had this breathwork mini series that I joined to do and then I knew they had her and Scott and Simon had their beyond limits course that I had no clue what it was all about but I wanted to do no matter what. And I thought I was going to save for it and all that stuff. But then they had a scholarship and I won the scholarship and done the program. And that changed my life. Like from it growing slowly to rock it up my, my ass. That's how fast it was. And in the past, probably two years now, I've changed the most. I've grown the most. In that, I've become a mentor in M's course, The Authentic Life Blueprint. And that's how I met Isis. 
<laughs> through her course. And then after that, we just became, I don't know how, I think M had this idea of, I wonder what's going on with these women when they have all this energy moving through their bodies, because we all have this in common. This is one of the things that we have in common, that we all move energy in one way or another. And then she decided to put this group together and that's how we became the witches that we are right now. That's it. Amen. Amen. And, Amen. And this is also going to go on M's podcast, The Conscious Yay. Couple, that she has with her partner, Scott. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my story and why Gig just called me Isis, which, you know, I don't really know if I've talked about on here, which is uh, weird. Yeah, I was wondering that too. I I'm know, like, should I call her Isis? You can totally call me Isis. And I, that, that'll be, that's part of my story anyway. So just like these two ladies... We really started my awakening with Dr. Joe Dispenza, but years before that, I was, you know, straight A student, perfectionist, overachiever, and I was in the middle of my college graduation and had a panic attack. And what I know now was that was my soul being like, this is not your life. This is not for you. Like, you need to make a completely right turn from where you are right now. But at the time, I was like, what the F is going on? Because I'd spent my entire life preparing for that moment, you know, getting the good grades, getting the job, the corporate job lined up just to be safe, to be a functioning member of society. And I'd always kind of had the woo inside of me. I was vegetarian by the time I was in high school. I was very spiritual and yoga, but like, I didn't really understand and apply that and look inward. So in the next following years, I got really into yoga and health and wellness to help with my anxiety. And that helped a lot. Like I was in the best shape of my life. I felt really good. I lost like the college 15, you know, all of the same superficial things like were coming up and I was healing that. And then when I found myself in the middle of a divorce in my mid late twenties, I was like, all right, I could really point the finger at other people in the situations right now, but I know too much to do that. I have to take a really deep dive inward and say, what beliefs, emotions, and thoughts got me to this place? And that's when I really deep dove into Dr. Joe Dispenza, You Were the Placebo. Right after that, the book um, Becoming Supernatural came out. I started going to some of his retreats as well. And just, wow, my whole world opened up starting doing this work. And then COVID hit. And I'm already, I'm health coaching still. And... I'm realizing my life is, I'm in the same situation again, but don't want to realize it, that I created a life that I didn't like, that I'm settling for. And that's it's hard to say, especially because when you're in this work and you have a business in this work, it was kind of humbling. And my ego wanted to hold on to every single part of that and justify it. And if you guys didn't realize, you know, the past year listening to this podcast, I've moved cross country. I've manifested a different partner. Mm -hmm. My I also go by Isis, but I will have my partner on to tell our full story of our relationship because that is like <clears throat> crazy within itself. But when I came to a breathwork retreat this past year, it was actually in Florida. All that manifested. I met him in person and it was just this all full body knowing nothing was going to get in my freaking way. This is my life with this person and a whole bunch of 
drama and things unfolded because I was literally leaving that old person of me was dying to create a new life. And we'd chosen names for um, Authentic Life Blueprint, which is M's amazing program for women. And before I had chosen this name, it was kind of like an inner child name. And after this retreat, I really knew this was a different energy I was stepping into. This was my energy I was stepping into. And I was like, what is the word or emotion that I am embodying? And the word sovereignty came to mind. And so I just Googled what, what are names that mean sovereignty? And there are all these lists of names and there's some beautiful angelic sounding names. And then I got to the name Isis and, you know, there's some connotations with the, with a few groups around the world right now, but I saw it and I was like, that is the name. My ego didn't like it, but I knew I just honed in on it. And that was my name. So that is why Giggs called me Isis. She's the goddess of sovereignty. She's the Egyptian goddess. She's like the most powerful witch um, brought her husband Osiris back to life so they could have their child Horus, which is the third eye. And fun fact teaser to uh, my relationship episode, without knowing my partner's chosen name, one of his chosen names he chose for this course was Osiris. And I told him, I chose a new name. It's Isis. It, it means sovereignty. And he was like, oh, you should look up what Osiris means because that means the same thing. We didn't even know after I looked it up, that they were married, they were king and queen together. And then I told you about her bringing him back to life. There was a whole, whole story with that. And that kind of brought me to here. I moved cross country and I'm continuing to do the work that I do. And I'm so grateful to have my witches here today because we can deep dive into so many things, sacred sexuality, sisterhood, healing the feminine, and so much more. So I guess I kind of want to start with the feminine aspect, because I know, I mean, it makes me laugh. Like Giggs is an accountant by trade, which is just hilarious to me to think. Like, <laughs> so, I actually was going to do that. And too. you too. Of and <laughs> and we're, so we're stuck in these kind of like, in order to be successful, society and our families are telling us to be this masculine, shove the emotions down, go, 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 go. And even though we have healed a lot of that, I know all of us have to really find that balance today with building our own businesses. So wherever you guys want to start, what, what has been your journey or like, what, what are your thoughts on healing that divine feminine inside of you? Well, I'll hop in here first. Ooh, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) So I think for me, and, and this is why, you know, that our, our little coven here, our, this witchy sister group that we have has been so healing for me Uh in the last year because naturally in my life, I had always flocked toward men. I felt more comfortable around men. I always had guy best friends. I struggled with women more. I just struggled with having deep relationships with women. I always felt like, oh, they're catty, they're dramatic, like they're jealous, they're whatever, drama. And so I I just was never really comfortable in that. And looking back now, I was never really comfortable in my own feminine energy. I went to the other extreme of the wounded feminine and was looking for males to give me love and attention and dressing in certain ways and doing certain things with guys to, to feel loved, to feel accepted. 
And so all in all, it was like the classical, typical wounded feminine energy in me. And I used to always say I had my son when I was 19 and he was just like a breeze, like the easiest child you could ever even imagine from, I mean, from the moment he came out of me, even during my pregnancy. And I used to always say, I I will not have a daughter. Like I will not have a daughter because I cannot go through that. I saw what you know my sister and I put my mom through. Like I I can't do it. And of course, you know the, the lifelong lesson in this lifetime that the universe gave me was having a daughter, and not just any daughter, a witchy daughter, as I call her. She has she has opened the invitation for me as well to really start accessing what it's like to embody a feminine energy. And so for me, the, the leap came, you know, I was doing a coaching program with my husband, my partner and our best friend. And that was comfortable. Of course, I was with two guys coaching. I, I didn't have to do it on my own. And then we decided to take the leap to start doing our own things. And for me, it was like, well, you know, my own journey, I'm a woman, I was a mom. I, I know what that feels like. I know it's different in, in this journey for a a female than it is for a male because of all the culture conditioning and in this dominant masculine energy we've been in for a long time. And so I knew I, I wanted to do it just for women, which was a leap for me. Like, okay, this is going to be the creation of something that I've always wanted. You know, I've always wanted to be able to connect with women. I just, I didn't have access to it. And so that started opening the door for me, but that also like in starting your own business, as you talked about, it's so easy for me to tap into, I'm such a doer. I think really analytically, sometimes I'm very problem solving based. Like I can figure out how to solve problems very easily. That comes natural to me. And so it was really learning about the balance between, okay, when I tap too much into that masculine, it wipes me out. Like I, 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 I'm burnt out. I'm done, you know? And so, and when, you know, I, I'd been working with people long enough with breath work and I saw that there were certain people when they were doing the breath work that would move energy in their bodies, unlike anything else. And it was very curious to me because it happened to me. I was able to work with and move a lot of energy from the very beginning. And there was seemed to only be, certain people that it did. And so as Gig said, it was like, okay, I need to explore this more and, you know, in, in creating the group with us and not just that, but at the same time, I was coming face to face with my own shadows, darkness, you could say, which many looked at, at many look, many people look at that as the feminine is the darkness. Mm -hmm. And I was coming to terms with that, like in my face and just so much shedding of the old, so much of awakening of the, of the feminine in me. And it was like, I can't do this alone. Like, you know, I, I, I need to do this alongside other women. And so that really was the huge push when we started our group chat and our group together was like, okay, you've struggled with this. You've struggled with this. Like, let's figure this out together. Let's figure out how to awaken this together. And as I've shared on our conscious couple podcast, it was directly related to sacred sexual energy too, and, and embracing my feminine energy. And again, with my daughter, just helping me to heal that wounded feminine in me so that I could use, I could use the power of my own feminine, but not in the like jealousy and the, not being afraid of my emotions. I was so afraid of emotions 
and owning every single part of that. And I think what's been birthed from that, of course, because it was birthed in me, was this group of women in my program in ALB that's, you know, we were just talking about it yesterday and the call is unlike anything I've ever been a part of and how how sacred that space is, how they're able to share things and never feel scared, never feel judged, never feel, you know, jealousy comes up. They're honest about it. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm having this thing come up. It's crazy. You know, we talk openly about it. And so that's, that's been my journey with awakening it. And I definitely couldn't have done it alone. I definitely couldn't have done it without you two, which he's by my side, holding my hand and going through it with me. And I'm not going to cry because it makes me really emotional. Oh. I'm okay with my emotions now. Okay. Woo. Wow. Go. <laughs> my turn. My turn. Yes. Story is pretty similar, to be honest, with the, with the not being able to hold a friendship, for example with another woman or a girl growing up and whatever. And it all started for me looking at it now with my sister, because growing up, I had constantly been compared to her and she's doing so much better than you. And why can't you be like your sister or whatever? So for me growing up, I I carry that with me. And I did have a lot of friends throughout high school looking at it now that I really got along with, but I never, I could never hold like a friendship. Like a lot of people, when they talk about their friends, they've got friends that they've known since they were children. I don't have that. Like I don't, I don't have somebody that's stuck alongside me and it got so bad at a certain point that I had a friend that we were so codependent to each other and feeding into each other's pain bodies because that's what it was we were just feeding into that and feeding off each other's pain so so much that was the waking call waking up call for me from that perspective and then like being being friends with you two has really healed a lot from that perspective because I think I mean we have a little group and we message back and forth and one of the messages that I I remember leaving for you guys was the fact that oh my god it just clicked into my head today that I actually have two really close women that I consider my sisters they're my they're not even they're not even like friends they're just yeah, like right soul. that seems like such a there's, weird word yes <laughs> there's a soul kind of connection there and it goes deeper than just that. I mean, I remember when you were in here in the UK and you had your whatever kind of thing going on. And I could see like that was the first time when I was. I I could I tapped into probably one of our past lives, I'd imagine. And I saw you as my younger sister and you were dying right there in front of me. And that's exactly what had happened, like energetically with you at that time, which was very impactful. And then, oh my God, I think even the story with you, Isis, right? How we got so close. <laughs> in that story, because because her partner right now, so Gio, right? <laughs> Me and him had a thing online. Like we never met in person, but we kind of fell in love with each other. And he opened up. I think I was part of his journey of opening up and he was part of mine for sure. For fucking sure. He's one of my biggest trigger even now. <laughs> I'm admitting it still is the motherfucker but anyway <laughs> so, so I remember because Isis was just describing how she met him and and from talking to this person every day to being cut off completely because he's just met somebody else was like what the fuck has just happened such a slap in my face to my entire system and I had to figure out what that was because I knew it had nothing to do with her and nothing to do with him 
but a lot to do with me and where my pattern started. And it was exactly the same thing that I started this story with my sister, the comparison with my sister and being chosen over somebody else. Like there's always somebody better than me. So she was better than me, like my whole sister story. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. So it took me a while to work through that. But but realizing, realizing that we're, oh my God, I think this whole thing of what people talk about lately about holding, like straightening, straightening each other's crowns rather than poking at each other. That's what this is doing for me. Like it's it's seriously humongous for me to be able to to say gosh I really look at you two and see what you guys are doing I remember your latest workshop M that you've done in September and that was I was on zoom <laughs> with you all because this is my life at the moment and I could see you were on the side of the screen and you were just talking and you were wearing these big dangly earrings feathery earrings and they were so fucking cool and I'm like there's my fucking sister rocking it at what she does best and I'm like where the hell did that come from in my head i'm like oh my fucking god i have changed so much because it used to be a case of the same jealousy and they're doing better and everybody else is better than me of course goes down to the same pattern of my sister and being compared and all that so learning to work can can i just add something to this because as an observer of what you just shared with her meeting geo and I was, that's when I knew, like, that's when I was in such awe of, we are, and we say this a lot, the three of us, like, we are creating something that's, like, something new in terms of female relationships and sisterhoods, because to watch two women that in a normal everyday scenario would rip each other apart, would be like, you know, just, and, and it, like, to watch the grace, the grace that you both walked through in that and and then the love between the two of you that was birthed from that was like I I was just in awe and I just had to share that from my perspective to watch two women go through something that normally would just break them apart and all it did was actually bring us closer yeah I mean yes for sure for sure because that's what it feels like I'm like I've just gained another yeah part of my soul yeah. you know, through this. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the, not the funny part, but, but I, no one knew that they had anything going on. It was like, not intent, maybe it was intentionally hush hush, but it, you know, it was just online. Yeah. And so I think, I think almost because I didn't know in a way, like really helped open up and yeah. like be able to be more vulnerable yeah. with each other yeah. in a way. Um, yeah. Yeah, that has real. I mean, this past year of us just really becoming, remembering who the fuck we are, right? Mm-hmm. And and we're and reminding our sisters of that, and that mm-hmm. the unconditional love of sisterhood of like, mm-hmm. I might be going through it, I might be in the gunk as we call it, playing mm-hmm. the victim card, you know. But I know this has to come up. I know I, it has to process. I've got my two sisters here saying, do you know who the fuck you are? (laughs) Like, you need to remember, like, literally, they say that. They said that to me. And we made all of our malas together. (laughs) And um, because of that, and it's like, the the, the healing, the, the feminine in me, and that process really allowed myself to open up to 
this need I didn't know was there was our was yeah. a sisterhood. Yeah, exactly. Damn, you just nailed it there. Yeah. You can can we it. hear your journey with the with the feminine? <sighs> yeah, I mean it's still going on. So uh... <laughs> As, as, we all, as all of us, yeah. So, we all, yeah. So I think for the feminine, for one, I know none of us here are a victim to the wounded feminine. We know that this has to all be felt and held and healed and just listened to, to experience. Like I know Em will share like with her daughter, if she's going through something and Em's like, this doesn't make sense. You're being the victim. She can't say anything. All she has to do is like, oh, I, I I can see how you could feel upset, you know, really just, just allow that little girl inside of you to be seen. Mm. You don't have to agree with that. You don't have to fix mm. it. And that has been my journey this past year and the past few months of like all these emotions of anger and rage, that feminine rage, because I think generationally that, feminine power has been suppressed and as I step in more in my power vibrationally I'm raising my vibration and that that shadow side of the feminine has to come up because it no longer aligns up here and that's a beautiful part of the process and before I would have thought oh shit I just took 10 steps backwards I don't know what the Mm -hmm. hell I'm doing but now I'm like because I have really looked at that feminine aspect and know that that shadow side is so important and so powerful. I mean, you have to have both for creation to happen, the masculine and the feminine. So really allowing myself to feel the emotions and, you know, anger, rage, feeling alone, even though I'm in a very healthy relationship, all these emotions, because I have the strong masculine partner, who can hold this space also triggers me too, because that allows me to feel these emotions and know that he can't fix them. And all I need for myself is to feel them and for him and to, to train that masculine aspect to open to his more feminine side as well, to be able to, to hold that space. And it's so interesting how the shadow side, our ego likes to try to find things to get triggered about like our, M talks about it in her programs, your RAS, your reticulating activating system, will literally what you focus on will grow. So when we have, we have practiced this anger or all these, you know, shadow side feminine things subconsciously for millennia, you're going to keep looking for it, even though you're in, it might be in a safe relationship, mm. you're safe, you're in a safe space and, and you know who you are, all these things kind of come up because they can. It's a great thing when these things start to come up now where we all get excited, even though it's not pretty at times. Um, During Thanksgiving, uh, Giggs was visiting us in the U.S. And after Thanksgiving dessert, I have a huge energetic release in the middle of the floor and for the whole night. And then M starts going. And it's like the witchiest Thanksgiving, I think, has has ever (laughs) happened, maybe. For sure. And I had gotten such a huge upgrade. My body was physically just not having it. I was sick for like two weeks. I couldn't get get out of bed for like a week. You guys saw me. It was I was hot mess central, but I knew <laughs> my body was getting this upgrade. And during the actual the, the night of the release, so much fear, so much fear and just sheer terror 
as this energy was releasing through my body and everything and anything my mind could try to find to like piecemeal of what was happening. Well, what am I afraid of? All these fears were coming up, come up, come up. But that's part of the process. As, as a witch, like the alchemizing of the emotions, mm-hmm. allowing your body to, to do what it knows how to do. Mm-hmm. And that leads me to, you know, sacred sexuality because we've suppressed our energy. We won't allow ourselves to open up to this energy. You know, some people call it Kundalini, you know, talking about the chakras, but as women, we, we literally can create life itself in this energy. And we have the religious programming, cultural family, the shame and guilt and like taboo about talking about sex mm-hmm. and not, you know, being attractive, but not too sexy. Don't be a slut. You know, all these different things and mainstream even that really tell us and our bodies to continue to play small. And I know with the three of us, that is not the case. And we will not accept that in our lives any longer. Mm -hmm. So I guess, could you guys share your own experiences? And we talked about kind of our own awakening journey Mm -hmm. um, of your own sacred sexuality and stepping into that power in terms of actually sex and sexuality, but allowing yourself to embody and unleash. I just, it's this unbridled power that we're scared of because it's huge, but it's, it's goes back to the, who do you, do you remember who the fuck you are? Yeah. So I don't know where you guys want to start with that, but I'll go, I think gigs, gigs I'll go first. Yes. She's, <laughs> she's juicy. <laughs> I mean, right before the podcast, right? Because that's how yeah. powerful I am. Yeah. You got, I mean, you got it. So oh my God. So for me, it's because I'm single at the moment, right? You two are in a couple, so it's completely different, but it's not at the same time because mm-hmm. you all have, you all have your own singular mm-hmm. practice of <laughs> the word. Couldn't get it. So for me, being in, being in a married relationship that I had been for 11 years, I got, I got so sucked into that idea of you just gotta please your husband you know you're just there to whatever if he wants to go and do it if he doesn't want it and he's feeling rejected and then he's not happy and then blah 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 all that so but I done that too like there would there would be times when he'd be like come on whatever or he would just try to do things and I'd be like no no Mm. (laughs) fuck you (laughs) all that I'm not having it today so but with that I had learned and I had realized that I was doing exactly what my mom was doing in her relationship with her with my dad because that's what I saw growing up. My dad wanted to love my mom in whichever funny way he would want to do that. And then she would be like, okay, now I had enough just pushing him away. And I've never seen what a healthy relationship would look like of two people that actually are in love with each other and show each other that. I never had any kind of sex conversations with my parents. And I think that's that's the case for a lot of us on this planet, especially our old age, (laughs) because we're so old. Anyway, and um, since going on this path and learning more about myself and about my body and about pleasure in general, oh my God, it all goes, it's all so connected because for me, they're all interconnected. The fact that most recently I realized that my mentality around, around abundance and lack is very much connected with receiving love. Like they're so connected because that's what I realized that I, I felt that I don't feel deserving of 
money or abundance in general in any other areas because I don't feel like I deserve to be loved. That's the core foundation of it all. So the whole sexual thing of it, how long ago did we start this practice that we call, we now call the pussy meditation because it's not just masturbation, right? It goes, it goes to being fully present in your body and like all senses involved. And my God, read that motherfucker book when it gets to you, read that, right? (laughs) Because it's so witchy. It's so cool. It talks about, there's a part in there that, that they describe about involving all your senses when you're making love with your partner or whatever. But for me at the moment, it's being fully present in my body whenever I do my pussy meditation. And it can start with gentle touching. How would I want to be touched? How would I want to feel what what are the emotions that are coming up because for me I've noticed there's so much that's coming up and my mind wants to go places I don't want to be here I want to fantasize about things so for all of us it's been the same story stay present be fully present in your body and connect with yourself because if you cannot connect with yourself you cannot connect with the person that's right next to you So my practice has evolved over the time I've had some crazy experiences of orgasm going both ways and or just out that way or just up this way which are the craziest experiences when all the energy comes up because it's just another kind of orgasm but also the growth that has come from that and the confidence that has come from it being able to talk openly about it this i i thinking about who i was a few years ago i would have never spoken about this stuff because oh it's so taboo and nobody talks about it now now I'm so open (laughs) it's just allowed me very much to to be comfortable in my body first of all and of course there's still there are still a lot of things that are coming up but connecting and being present in my body and not running away from the feelings that are coming up because in all fairness, I've done that yesterday. I ran away from whatever was coming initially when it came to a thought that I had of, I want to go and do my pussy meditation. And then I, the second, next second was, you don't deserve that pleasure. That was the second voice in my head. So of course it's a work in progress. It's, it's a constant looking into and growing and evolving from it, but that's where I am with it all. (laughs) That's where I am with it all. Emily, would you like to go and share your story? Because your story really started with your partner. Mm-hmm. And that kind of was the, your own awakening. So it's it's great to see like both of the yeah. stories because so yeah. all of us can relate. Totally. That's what I love about the three of us is because even though Giggs doesn't have a partner, she's go she's, you know, the three of us have been diving in, in this together for the last year in our own lives. But like she said, my journey has been with my partner, which has just been a door for me to unlock it individually. So it leads back to exactly what she just shared. So I, I, same thing, like our parents didn't talk to us about it. I learned at a young age to use it as a tool to try to get love and attention. And so that was my first experiences was like, oh, you do this thing for them. Right. And then, yeah, you get married and it comes about them and the culture conditioning is like, it's, you know, this is, this is the act that you do outwardly. Like, it's not for you ultimately. Like, it's never really for the women. Like, come on, it's never really for the women. It's for the men. Right. And 
when I got with my, my now partner, my husband, who I, you know, created, wrote him down in a journal, everything I could ever imagine in a partner and about six months into it. And this is after I'd already had my spiritual awakening and made massive changes in my life. I just noticed I started to not want it anymore. I started pushing him away. I started having feelings in the act of that would come up that were very uncomfortable, not physically, emotionally. Like I didn't really know why. I didn't know why I was feeling fear would just just rush through me in the middle of having sex. And he's a very sexually active person. <laughs> so he had no issues with it. So for like three years, it was really challenging in that area. I mean, everything else was perfect, but it was, you know, it was, and we, and we never, we never blamed each other. You know, that was the beauty. It was like, oh my gosh, he's so patient with me and him figuring out his own shadows from the wounded masculine when it came to this. And it gave him the opportunity, you know, we talk about for, you know, those of, you who will be listening on our podcast, we shared an episode last week about his side of it too and and the invitation it was for him. So of course, these two people collide that have this shadow around this, right? And so we did we tried lots of different things for for three years um, and they would they would help, you know, they would they would help. it helped me move through. i I went through a stage where I was like, was I? molested as a child that I can't remember. Is that what this is? And so I did some work around that, but I had no memory of that. I didn't have any reason to believe that, but that was the only thing I could attach to. Why is this feeling coming up? And eventually I would start having memories of past lives, of being raped, of being brutally raped, of generational fear would, I mean, there was one time where it was like, it all hit me at once in the act of, and I could feel every rape and wound against a woman for all of eternity. I mean, I can feel it in my body right now talking about it. And it was so fearful. So it's like, if I could just avoid sex, then I could avoid that feeling. But unfortunately, as we know, it never works that way. And the only way out is, is through. And I honestly think it's because, well, first of all, I, you know, I think starting this ALB with women started to open that door and my own feminine energy. And so it started to open that door. Then I watched a, Netflix special, The Goop Lab, and there was one episode about sex and Betty Dotson, who were talking about books, and every single woman on here and man should read the book Sex by Design. It's Betty Dotson's life story. It will blow your freaking mind. <laughs> um, and I just, you know, I'd grown spiritually, but it was like, this is a whole other world that for a long time I thought, well, I'm too spiritual for this. Like, I don't need to go have sex. Like I'm connected to God, <laughs> you know, cultural conditioning. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I realized like, I can't keep, it was affecting our relationship too much. Like I was like, I, I can't, I want to have a fulfilling sex life with this person I love. Like I want that, you know, and, but it took getting to that point of like, I actually want it. I actually am, am ready to go down this road. And so I think creating our group and watching that special and being able to navigate this world with the two of you doing the same things right next to each other on, you know, with ourselves first and foremost. And then as Giggs said, learning to be present in my body, like, 
I mean, to be a little bit more open, orgasm was never a problem for me. It was actually feeling the pleasure in my body that was a problem for me, being present in my body and feeling that. And then it was like, oh, this is what, like, this is why women, Betty Dodson says a great line in the book. I can't remember, but it was something like women don't like sex. They like sex for love. Like they don't have, they don't like sex, but it's because they've never learned how to feel pleasure in their body. And that's why. And it, and that really was the opening for me was it became about pleasure, not about sex. It became mm-hmm. about pleasure and being like, once you start getting rid of the shame and like I said, I would have never talked about this before. I, I, I mean, I push myself now with some of the stuff I post on Facebook because I'm starting this 12 week immersion with you two, you know, helping me with this it pushes my own. And I have to look at that, like my conditioning of like, wait a minute, we don't talk about this stuff. Like, wait a minute, you know, it's not okay. Women don't say this stuff. And what I'm realizing after doing so many research calls with so many women is like this, we all struggle with this and yet no one's talking about it. And the more we don't talk about it, the more it stays a wounded shadow. And so somebody needs to open this safe space to have these conversations. And that's what you two have provided for me is like just a safe space to go, Where can we grow? Like, where can we be creative? Like, where can we connect with source through using that energy to move through us and not just out of us? Like, that was a whole other thing. Like, oh my gosh, I actually am more spiritual by connecting with that energy and, and creative. And I think we have so many ideas about what it looks like, like man or woman, or if you're attracted to females, it means you're a lesbian, which it doesn't at all. I mean, it's, it's not a on and off switch for a lot of people. It's a scale. And so being able to have that space with you guys and, and patience and having a a partner that has been very patient and loving as I've moved so much energy out and looked at all of that crap that was in the way of me just being able to be expressed in my own body. So beautiful. Yeah, and I think it's so great to hear your guys' stories again, because it's like, we can all relate to that. And for me, I, I met M when I was kind of in the, the similar part of my journey it was like, I was in a relationship, and I just completely shut down. I didn't want anything to do with sex, any anything physical touch, because I get, got these icky feelings. Rewind like a year or two before that, I just started my Dr. Joe Dispenza journey, I had kundalini awakening in my body. It felt like my brain and my body had like an orgasm during the retreat. And after that, the next few months after that, that was a window into the potential of how much pleasure I could feel. I had that energy completely blew out any ego, subconscious belief, any gunk, wounded feminine stuff. And I was fully in that pleasure to the point where I would just think about my partner at the time, not in a sexual way. And the energy would start running and it would feel very pleasurable in my body, not touching my body, just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And just like a thought of like him as a person, not in a sexual way. So fast forward to a few months after that, I started to get scared of my power. And I started to shut that power down and old ways of my subconscious beliefs and thoughts, my default self or my ego came in and slowly but surely shut everything back down tighter than it's ever been. You know, and I, before I started working with Em and doing breath work and that really helped change 
my view about being in my body and all of this. I went to therapy. We did couples therapy, you know, all that read the books, did all of the 3D things and more woo-woo things too that I could do. Like, well, it's not like this person's a bad person. Like I should just want to put out, right? Like I should want to, but I'm like, nope, 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 thank, no, thank you. And, you know, I think for me, that was two things learned. Like I said, I shut down my power. I could, I consciously can tell when I started to have those thoughts creep in again to go back to where I was even further before because I was ready to feel and deal with those emotions. And my body's way of telling me just because this person isn't a bad person, because I had been, I had manifested an abusive relationship before that because I was attracting that energy. This person's a fine person. Why, why, why is this so, why is this happening to me? I'm playing the victim again. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I manifested my current partner that I realized, okay, there was two things going on here. It was also my body's way of telling me that this wasn't in alignment anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's being in your power. Being able to discern a no is totally being in your power. And they don't have to, it doesn't have to, you know, like I said, like if it just doesn't feel right, if you feel that no, that's all the reasoning you need. Your body, like the the show, what you wellness radio show motto is your body and emotions are not in the way. They're literally leading your way to who you really, who the fuck you are. And with all that being said, currently this past year with my partner has been eye-opening because a lot of those emotions have come up during sex and being able to be vulnerable and share with them before and during, like, this is how I'm feeling and to work together before and outside of that space and after to really talk through and move that energy and understand how, how to love each other and support each other through all of our vulnerabilities. That has been a beautiful opportunity for me. And to, like you guys talked a lot about individually working with your own energy, which has been key to me to be able to work with a partner on this is being able to really use sex magic, connect Mm -hmm. at a deeper level with yourself, with your partner, And you can use it, move the energy up and out of your body as you orgasm or just during sex itself. That pleasure is amplifying. It is magnifying your field, Mm -hmm. your energy, your manifestation powers, which is freaking awesome. And for me, it's been such a healing experience because I can, I literally have energy releases during sex if I really allow myself whether it's with me, most of the time it's with a partner because it really that, that masculine energy and the feminine of me fully being able to surrender, allowing this light into my body that allows this energy to move out in and out that, that's that fear, that generational fear of the feminine of being taken advantage of, of that feeling of being raped. Like those are the feelings Em and I are talking about. You're with this person you love, and all of a sudden you feel like they're doing something very bad to you. And it's sheer terror. And you don't, and you're like, I had the same thing for me. I had no memories of that happening in this life. I had a very beautiful childhood. And I was like, this is a past life. This is this? And I would just go down that rabbit hole. What, where, where did this happen? And then finally it was like, no, 
it doesn't matter where it happens. Mm-hmm. It matters how I show up now and how I choose differently and how I love this. Yeah. Because it's okay. It's time to be seen. It's time to be felt. Because this container, sexuality, ener- the sexual energy is literally life force itself. So how can this be a bad thing? I remember Em saying this to us. How can it be a bad thing? Right. Right. Like, yeah, I asked myself, like, I asked myself that question. Yeah. Like, if it's so shameful, if it's so bad, I, it's literally the only act that creates life. Yeah. So how how could that, how could that be bad? And it, and you just, like, sent chills through me because it, it was exactly that. Like, I, I love this person and I feel like they're doing something bad to me, but they're not. So it's like you, and you're trying to figure it out. And, and I remember my very, very best friend, Simon, he was sort of helping me work through this and he, and I kept saying to him, sigh, like, I wish I could just remember if something happened to me as a kid. And he, and he looked at me and he said, "M, why would it matter? Even if you mm-hmm. have the memory, you still have to deal with the feeling now, exactly like you just said, because you can go down that rabbit hole. And ultimately it's like, it's happening now in the present. And, and that was, you know, what shifted a lot of things for me, like you said, was just being willing to communicate in the moment. This is coming up for me right now. And then to ground myself, look at Scott in the eyes and and have him hold me and go, no, you're right here right now. You're not anywhere else, but right here with somebody that loves you. And it, and it took rewiring my brain over and over and my body over and over. And I think as women, as we've all shared, it was like, here's this life that you're supposed to live. You're supposed to get married. You're supposed to have a kid. Like, and then we become so disconnected from our bodies. Like, so everything we're talking about today, it's like complete disconnection from our bodies, complete disconnection to being worthy to feel pleasure. Like Uh still, you know, as much work that we do, it's like observing that voice that comes up that says, you're not worthy of pleasure. Like that's not, and it, you know, recognizing that and going, wait a minute, that's not true. And I'm going to keep proving to my body that actually I can feel pleasure and I can feel safe in my body. I think safety. Yeah. I think safety is so important because I've noticed that's part of mine too. If I don't feel safe, I don't, I can, I cannot allow my body to relax for sure. And of course, my perspective is a bit different because I'm on my own, but but it still shows up. Can I, I mean, I shared with you on the call yesterday, the the masculine inside of me, can I show up for myself that way? Can I, can I fully love myself, you know, like being the observer of, of the feminine, of the unraveling of the, I'm on the floor bawling my heart out. Can I allow myself to do that and still support myself, still hold myself in that and still love, still have compassion for me? Because that's that's what it all goes down to. Can I still love myself in those moments when yeah. I'm most vulnerable? Because I think that's what we're all afraid of, of being vulnerable. It's like, and you, this is what I, on my little TED Talks that I send you guys, right? <laughs> this is what I talk about. <laughs> I, I am, there's a part of me that's so afraid that if I'm going to share something with you guys, you're going to be like, no, we don't love you anymore you're done you can come out of this group we don't like you anymore because you're being too vulnerable and you're being too scared and you're not a strong person and it's all bullshit but it's there the voice that we all hear mm-hmm. it's diminishing it stop you, you yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 it goes back to letting it be seen and yes. heard and not letting it stop you 
and yeah. start to reprogram and rewire to who you really are, to how you really want to feel. And that kind of leads me into my next question. So M has created Authentic Life Blueprint, and we are helping her host the Sacred Sisterhood Retreat at the beginning of April. And all of this stuff that we talked about, and more, <laughs> and more, going through this three-day retreat, could you kind of walk us through, M, like, what to expect and who is it for, kind of, if you're listening to this, thinking, is, am I going to benefit from this? Yeah, great question. So this idea came to be a meditation, as most of these big ideas <laughs> do. And and some of it stems from watching the, the Goop Lab episode with Betty Dodson, because she has these body sex seminars. She's no longer with us. She passed away just recently. She was like 95 or something. I mean, this woman was just amazing, had sex like every day still. I mean, it just, and I just thought, wow, how amazing to create a container because we all know how powerful those workshops and retreats are in creating that container for a safe space for women to be able to tap into that sexual energy, feminine energy, Shakti energy, Kundalini energy while feeling safe to do so. Because one thing that I've definitely learned in my journey, in my own journey, and then as a coach is we will never allow ourselves to work with that energy if we don't feel safe to do so. We will, we just won't. And so, you know, our witchy coven for the last year has allowed me that space to go to those places. And I think you guys too. So it was like, this is kind of an extension of what the three of us have been able to create with each other. It's just sort of an, a natural extension of that. So what we're going to really focus on these three days is the first day, all of all of the stuff that we talked about, all of the shame that's in the way, all of the conditioning that's in the way, all of that stuff that we're holding in our bodies and really you know, creating the space for, for the women to let go of it using breath work. And also Isis will be leading us in some amazing yoga because I didn't even know this about her until a couple of weeks ago. She's an amazing <laughs> yoga instructor. I mean, I don't do yoga really. I've, I've tried it a couple of times and she took us, me and some other people through it a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, sister, like, wow, in your element and like the, the way my body was feeling with it. Anyway, so, so that's the first day is really creating that container for women to allow that stuff to be released in a safe space. So you don't have to be with a partner. You don't have to be seen, like, it doesn't matter in that sense in your life, if you have a life partner or you don't, this is a way for you to go into that space and feel safe to let it go. And we use breath work to do that. And obviously we're going to have a lot of immersive exercises as well. And then the second day is really focusing on receiving, like how do we then allow ourselves to receive and what that feels like. And then the last day is rebirth. Like how do we make this a part of our new being? Like you said, how do we live this every moment, every day? So we're connected to that feminine energy in our everyday life. And it's not just something that we do when we do it. It's something that we become. Like it, it is who we are and there's going to be, you know, lots of breath work, lots of yoga, 
lots of conversation, lots of exercises. And so I think that if you have been somebody, as we've talked about throughout this whole podcast, if you're somebody that resonates with that, that goes, I want to heal that sister wound. I want to heal that feminine wound. I, I feel like a witchy sister. You know, I mean, people who resonate with that word will know what we mean when we say that, which is just a woman in her power, a woman that is connected to that magical energy that even if you think beyond the terms of woo woo, like you hold life and birth life. Your body holds life and births life. Like if that is not magical, I don't know what is. So if you are a woman that has struggled like we have with having having female relationships, being safe in her body to express herself, feeling safe to to allow that feminine energy up and not in allowing a space so that we don't keep shutting it down and suppressing it. Like we've, we've been taught to do for centuries, 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 but now this is just a reawakening so that that can come into balance. And, you know, the three of us talk about this all the time. It's never about trying to overpower the masculine. It's about bringing Uh it into balance, like the two hand in hand working together within ourselves because we all have both doesn't matter what gender you are, you have both. And so bringing those into balance and because it's been so off balance for so long, it's like, it's going to take a lot of energy to, to rise this feminine and let it be equal parts. And so, like I said, I think if you are someone that has struggled with that wound and you're ready to let it go and you're ready to start connecting with females, with a sisterhood, that's what's, that's, what's going to be created in these three days is a really, really powerful sisterhood that you can then take those relationships back into your life, just as we have done with the three of us and, and being able to use that as a portal to constantly keep that channel open, to keep that. And not like we don't struggle with this, but we don't let us stop us anymore. And we know that we have a safe space to open it back up when it does get closed. And so this retreat, it's an immersive retreat. Like we're going to go deep and there's going to be some things that may be challenging that come up, but what better place to do it in than an environment like this. And so, like I said, if you have struggled with awakening your feminine energy, if you struggled with feeling unsafe in your bodies, if you struggled with having female relationships and you know that like enough is enough, I have got to do something to shift this, this retreat is definitely for you. Amen. And I think we didn't even touch on breath work and all, but the three of us, and you guys can briefly speak on it after this. It's been, you know, we were all into meditation before, but breath work for me, because it is about embodiment and being in your body and that feminine aspect, rather than meditation is very masculine outside of the body has been transformative for all of us. That to talk about remember who the fuck you are, this will help you do that. You will feel that energy, that fire reignite in your body. And even if you don't at first, it's working. Mm-hmm. It's working. Sure. And just keep practicing and allowing, and it will happen. And to have that sacred space where other women are doing that with you and having the three of us to literally hold you as you move through this yeah i know gigs is feeling it i'm feeling (laughs) it too right my my pineals um it's priceless yeah it's yeah yeah it's just that just what you just mentioned there like being in your body for me that's allowing myself to feel whatever was coming up because i think that's that's what was the launching part for me just 
okay, I can feel there's something coming. Do I want to stuff it down or do I want to let it go? And it looks ugly. It's ugly as shit. It's exorcism all over the place. It's scary and it's loud and it's noises and it's movement and the body's doing stuff that is contortionist. And there's a lot of things. Yeah, There are a lot of things that are going on when that happens. So learning to trust the body mm-hmm. and allow it to work work itself through you it's another kind of thing and for sure breath work has been that for me that's what's because like you said we were all doing meditation beforehand and it's a different kind of experience altogether like don't get me wrong that's what started my change this time like seven years ago the meditation part just because it's different you go into the unknown there's something else that's coming from there but breath work works with this physical vessel that we all have that we all need to mm-hmm. in order to heal because abraham hicks is very much about all downstream downstream and there's nothing wrong with that for sure but abraham doesn't have a physical body well it does esther somewhat but we all have these physical bodies that we right. store energy in so that can be worked out through breath work for sure i i so yeah that's why I'm a breathwork instructor, because of course, right. because of course, because I loved it so much and it's done so much for me. And I just want to do that, share it with the world because it's so powerful and so healing. I think that, I think that it probably is like a huge common denominator between the three of us. It was like, as soon as we tried it, it was like, oh my gosh, like yep. this is just, yeah, like meditation, amazing, like for the mind. But this breathwork is like, oh, this is a whole nother aspect of something yeah. that maybe people are forgetting even in the spiritual community because it can be so crown heavy. It can be so out of your body. And, you know, we've all been also on the Mateus de Stefano journey together too, which is like, yeah, but we're in a body. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're not out there. We're in a body. And, and for me, it has been like, it's almost like that's the ultimate healing. Like that is the portal actually yeah. to, to enlightenment is through the body. And I think breath work is just such a beautiful way to provide that. And it's yours. I mean, it's not like someone has to do it for you. It's yours and you can use it to release these really deep, deep, deep wounds that, I mean, Gig said it perfectly, they're contained within our body and for moving those out, those blocks will stay there as much as we try to manifest our law of attraction or whatever, um, that that's stored as energy in your body. And like you said, Isis, like being in a, in a space for three days where we're three holding your hand, like we're there to, to allow you to let whatever happens, because most likely when you're at home and you're trying to do this by yourself, you can for sure. But being in a space that, you know, like there's not going to be any distractions. There's not going to be kids coming in. There's not going to be friends calling. There's not gonna be husbands there. Like I just have these three days to totally immerse myself in this experience. And I have these women that have gone through this themselves that practice this themselves, which is huge that I can trust them to hold my hand because for me having those energetic releases it was like the moment i knew okay it's okay it's safe then that's when you can let the mind out of the way and let the body do the thing and it can be scary because you it's so unknown it's so like wow it has this own innate intelligence that i've been blocking with my mind and i get my mind out of the way and 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 let it do its thing and we're here to help you through that just being able to be held because i think that's yeah. very important because it's going to be a place where it's safe but we all want to be held sometimes throughout our lives and we don't allow ourselves to do that very often either because we are the ones that are holding constantly especially moms 
and wives and yes. I'm not generalizing because there's there's every woman even if you're not a wife or a mom it's the same thing the DNA holds it all so we all have that thing of we gotta serve we gotta serve but do we serve ourselves first so this space the sacred sister space is gonna be for that let it all go we're holding that's exactly it Beautiful. let it all go we're just gonna hold and what's underneath is who who you really are you know we talk about the release but you will remember and embody and manifest things that you probably wouldn't believe would happen yep and i am so honored to be a part of this with you witches my witches oh my god i'm gonna start crying too <laughs> Um, it's been over an hour. We could talk forever. I know us. We talk all the time. Um, we thank you so much for coming on here. And it's, it's honestly such an honor to share this part of me with the world. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't talked about my ISIS self. What? Mm -hmm. Um, so thank you guys for the opportunity and thank you for being vulnerable with everybody and really leading the way because this is what leadership feminine power means to me. And it, it, yeah, I, <laughs> I love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love and, you. And we close the show out the same way every episode, and it's no exception today. How may we, the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude, be of service for each of you guys in return today? Oh, man. <laughs> what do I put out there? I have no clue. For me, honestly, do something small because it's not, it's not even, it is for me and it's not for me. But I've noticed like this note, this thank you note, this little thing, this little act of kindness that I've done and haven't told anybody about it until it came back to me. Like that was the whole thing. Like just a little acts of kindness. Put something out there for somebody else. Do something and don't tell anybody about it because that's where the magic is. It definitely comes back to you. That's it. Yeah. Well, come to the retreat. <laughs> Duh. Come to the retreat. <laughs> and I think beyond that, like, have the, have the freaking courage to start tapping into that power that you hold inside of you. Like, that's what we need. That, that is an act of service to every single human being on this planet is when you tap into your own energy and the, the power of who you really are. Everybody, every single person on this planet gets something from that, gets mm -hmm. a lot from that. Yeah. So, yeah. Totally agree. And I think what I would say, since I'm kind of a part of this episode yes. too, would be to really take a look at yourself in your life from a very loving way is this am i le leading the life that i'm meant to live mm -hmm. and be honest with yourself and do i surround myself the five people i surround myself with the most are they the kind of people i want to be em asked me that about a year and a half ago and that triggered the fuck out of me because it was mm -hmm. a clear no yeah none of them but now yeah. complete opposite yes. right right because yeah. For me, I kept waiting for my time to come. Well, your time is here. If you're yeah. listening to this, it's your time is now. There's no fucking sign. You mm -hmm. have to become that sovereign being that Emma's talking about. It's here. Are you ready? You know, take the next steps. 
reach out to us online, share this podcast. If you listen to this and you have your own sacred sisterhood, send us to them. Mm -hmm. That's why I started this show is to ripple out these beautiful, loving vibrations and souls out into the world because so many synchronistic moments happened when I was reading a book, when I listened to a podcast or a YouTube video, and then I followed through. And then I kept yeah. following through. And I didn't just go, oh, that sounds interesting and forget yeah. about it. Yeah. Following through. So I love you, which is so much. Thank you again for coming on. Love and you. I'm so excited for our retreat in April. Me too. Thank you, Thank you for having us. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.